Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday. We are living in the time of uh, ordinary time, the season after Pentecost. Today we continue our reading in Mark's Gospel. As we do, we will try to pay attention to what this Gospel is saying about Jesus and what we can learn from the things that he says and the things that he does. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Mark, chapter 6, verses 14 through 29. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elijah, and others said, It is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet Herod liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests, and the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give it, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oath and for his guests, he did not refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in prison, brought the head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. 
The girl gave it to her mother, and when his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The good news about Jesus begins with the appearance of John the Baptist. He is the prophet God sends to prepare the way for the Lord, to turn the hearts of the people toward their God and the coming of God's kingdom. So it would be fitting then to say that the death of John the Baptist marks a dark turning point in the story of the good news of God's kingdom. We learn of John's death, though, by way of Herod's haunting guilt. While others are wondering who Jesus is and what his teaching and ministry means, some say that he's John the Baptist raised from the dead, others that he's Elijah, one of the great prophets. But Herod is convinced that Jesus does these things by the power of John the Baptist come back from the dead. To those of us who know the way the story will end, we cannot but see that John's death foreshadows Jesus' own death and will mark a turn where we start to look in that direction. And the mention of the great prophet coming back from the dead does point us forward to the good news when we hear of Jesus' resurrection. But Herod's terror here reminds us that the good news of someone coming back from the dead was most certainly not always taken as good news, maybe mostly not good news, especially for those who had been instrumental in the murder of the one who was now raised from the dead. It would seem to be a type of vindication over and against the one who had ordered the death. It shouldn't be so strange to us. Our own spooky stories are full of undead spirits that cannot rest until they receive justice and avenge their own wrongful death. But God does not work like that. John has not returned from Abraham's bosom to avenge his death through Jesus. John rests in the comfort and the glory of God, awaiting the resurrection of the dead, the time when God raises the faithful from the dead and gives them their inheritance in God's kingdom. This is what Christ gives us when he rises from the dead, the assurance of our place among the saints in light. The resurrection to eternal life is a time of justice, a time when God in God's faithful love and mercy and grace will set the creation right again, when God will vindicate those who put their faith in him. So you see, Herod has nothing to fear, right? Or maybe Herod and those who have followed in his footsteps do everything, do have everything to fear. Because when push comes to shove, they choose political expediency and their love for power before God. They took the kingdom by force and by cunning, and they hold on to it with violence and cruelty. So perhaps Herod does have something to fear. Not now, not from Jesus and not from his followers who will pray for his forgiveness, but perhaps in the end, when John the Baptist is raised from the dead to take his place in the kingdom of God's Christ, to stand there as the one, the prophet who is sent from God to announce the coming of God's kingdom, and to be vindicated and to show the power of God over the power of petty rulers like Herod. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new and who gives us the promise of eternal life. Especially this morning, Lord, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation and your promise to make all things new, for the promise of the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationships we share with others and for the communion of faith we share in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God, a might renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray tonight for those who are sick, for those who are dying, for those who are bereaved, for those who are suffering and afflicted. This morning we pray also, Lord, for for those uh, who care for them, for doctors, for nurses, for technicians, for those who comfort and walk with those who are grieving, for those uh, who bring uh, life uh, to those who are afflicted. We pray for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. We pray for those who work for peace and international harmony and those who govern the nations of this world. We pray for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, especially those who are fighting fires out west. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.